Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. I want more to feel free and tell them that we love them. I've looked at clear cuts and burnt forest and I've felt outraged. We are the crowning glory of God's creation, and all of nature was made for us. Nature is more productive because of us, not less. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Here we go. It's the Wretched Radio mail call delivery bag Q&A infotainment nationwide extravaganza featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums, and missives. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have 1,200 messages. It is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Friel. The mail is here! Ooh! This is Wretched Radio. Please send emails to idea at right. Okay, I'll admit it. I'm a little bit annoyed here. Why? Received two emails. I do not know what people are thinking, who they imagine that they are, but these. No! <laughs> oh, let me read this one. Dear Mr. 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 Todd, I have a request. My 11 year old nephew, Marquitos, loves listening to Wretched Radio. And always ask to hear The Wretched Show with Mr. Todd. So will you please give him a shout out or mention on your program <laughs> the nerve to do a shout out to an 11-year-old who's listening? Dude, that absolutely rocks. But I'm not going to do a shout out. That would just be over the line. Like this email right here, written from a boyfriend about his girlfriend, Haley. Would you please wish her a happy birthday on the radio? And this is my favorite part. It would earn me some serious brownie points. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say happy birthday, Haley. I hope it's a great day because, well, that that's just not what we're here for, Jimmy. So let's get to the mailbag, shall we? Send to idea at wretched.org. What? Nothing. nothing what? Nothing. How was my acting? Was it pretty good? It was it was eh, yeah. fair to Midland. A little over the top, maybe. A little bit. <laughs> I'm I'm the William Shatner of radio talk show hosts. <laughs> I get a little big, maybe, with some of my acting skills. You know what I noticed is gone from the somebody brought this up. Do you remember the theme song to Priceline? Priceline negotiator. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I don't know if they're still doing the negotiating part, but you can't anymore. There used to be a feature where you could put in a bid for a hotel in a particular area. And if you got savvy at it at all, you could really find a great hotel really cheap because you bid on it and they take it because they'd rather have somebody in the room. But you don't get to know what hotel it is. They've stopped that feature. Ah. I miss that. I used to like to play that game. It was, <laughs> look, I don't get out a lot, okay? <laughs> I don't play video games. I, I, so I just, if it, is it okay that I just have one little social thing? <laughs> it, yeah, it is. Maybe the Mountain Dew is making me crabby. You know, I was, you know there's fruit juice in this, Jimmy. Really? I, I think there's fiberglass, too. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's bad for you. It can't be good, but it sure is tasty, especially when... <laughs> You're just a little nappy. It has a little bit of a snap to it. That kind of keeps you going, <laughs> what it does. Not that I need a substance. 
to get me through the day. Not at all. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org. Okay, we start off with Luke, who says that he has a friend that's getting married, and his friend's fiance is having her bridal shower at was what was once a Protestant church, but now it's a full sports bar and brewery. He says, I'm of the opinion that to give places like this any business is an offense to God and just simply gives drunkards another place to drink. Your thoughts? Oh, for a party? To send, is it, what do they call it these days? The bridal shower. The bridal, is that what they still call it? Yeah, (laughs) I I think so. Wow, somebody's got to update that. That has just two really antiquated words in it. Could I do a bridal shower there? It it depends, I think, on the reputation of the place. If it's just your standard sort of sports bar place where they serve a chicken sandwich and a burger and beer and what have you. I, I personally, I don't think it's a sin for a believer to go to a restaurant like that that serves alcohol. Obviously, what what happens with alcohol consumption is a separate issue, but I wouldn't see going to a place like that as being necessarily a sin. And I do think that we have biblical support for this. I grant you it's implicit, not explicit. But the Apostle Paul, he did work in the marketplace. He sold tents, and he never indicates he'd only make a tent for somebody who's a Christian. So he, there was an exchange of labor for money for financial gain. I, I, I don't see a prohibition against that. Furthermore, Romans 14, when he's talking about meat sacrificed to idol, he actually says, look, it's a conscience issue, so you shouldn't violate your conscience, and you should be willing to give up your liberty because he considered eating meat sacrificed to an idol a liberty. Now, I'm not an expert in buying meat sacrificed to idols, but I suspect you'd probably have to buy it from a pagan. And he didn't admonish people for giving their money to buy a product from an unbeliever. And I think that that's that's true for us still today. We can't do we can't live. We seriously, you you you'd have to go become one of those cults where they have a compound and have your own little economy, because you have to live in the world. You have to do business with the world, and that's why we're here anyway. It's to rub elbows with people, hopefully, so that we make the most of every opportunity to share the gospel. I think this also has some implications for you if you're kind of a little bit concerned that your job might be sinning because the corporation that you work for, perhaps they give money to bad nonprofits or to Planned Parenthood. Remember, we live in the world. We can't separate from the world. We don't have a prohibition against working for or doing business with pagans. And furthermore, what they do with the profit that they receive from your labor, that's up to them. It's not up to you. You work in a store and you scan people out. They could take those groceries to use them for nefarious intentions. That's just not your concern. You do your job unto the Lord. They're responsible for what they do with what they buy from you. Please send questions, comments, conundrums, or snarks to idea at wretched.org. All right, David, who uh, he says, uh, regarding a question um, that you guys talked about last week about the laying of hands, uh, are there any considerations that should be made when a male is laying hands on a female? Yep. <laughs> yes. 
just want to be wise about it. I think that there are places where it would be appropriate on a woman's head. I think maybe on a woman's shoulder, perhaps on the forearm. Uh, th- those things are appropriate. We just obviously want to avoid anything that might be construed in any way as being flirtatious or sexual or inappropriate. But yeah, I think we, I think we should be mindful of those things. In fact, I'll even take it a step further. How we conduct ourselves with people of the opposite gender, it's a big deal. And we need to be thoughtful. Somebody's watching this. What do they construe? Because I don't want to be construing anything. So just being mindful of how we interact. I think we do see greet each other with a holy kiss. Now, that isn't a full-on mouth kiss. That was probably more like the French, you know, the on the other side. Do they do it three times? Is there, does one of them do it once, some do it twice, others do it three times? Well, you've only got two cheeks. The Italians probably do it about 17 times, (laughs) kind of that way. Besides, apparently they don't have any place to get to, so they've got time for all of those holy kisses. (laughs) Speaking of Italy and holy kisses, I am so excited about this. You're familiar with the Masters Academy International. We talk about them very regularly here, encouraging you to support them. They're mini seminaries. These are For instance, an Italian named Johnny Gravino came to Los Angeles, graduated from the Master Seminary, went back to Italy, and he's opened up a mini seminary there where they train and equip pastors in Rome, Italy. Talk about the belly of the beast. It's truly, it's just a magnificent ministry. Do encourage you to consider supporting it. You can learn more at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. But I just got an email from Johnny in Rome. They're opening up a church in Rome. That's super exciting to me. If you've never been to Rome, yeah, it's Catholic. The Pope isn't so much anymore, but Roman Catholicism is still headquartered there, and it is pervasive. And the iconography and the images and the statues, it is pervasive. And most people, well, they just think they were born Roman Catholic, they were baptized Roman Catholic. It's just a cultural phenomenon, and it is no more intense than in Italy itself, specifically in Rome. That is ground zero. How cool to think pastors are getting trained there and now a church is opening up there. That to me is super encouraging and super cool. And a reminder as we look at everything that appears to just come crumbling down these days, that appears to be a complete dog's breakfast. Jesus is still building his church, building after building, soul after soul. He continues to increase his kingdom. So, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that's kind of... Remember, Jesus is still building his church. Even in Rome, Italy. Please send questions, comments, conundrum snarks. And we'll continue with the mailbag next on Wretched Radio. There are brothers and sisters in Ukraine who could use your help 
right now. Max, the Tomorrow Club's leader in Ukraine, visited us on the telephone to share the need that many believers in Eastern Ukraine currently have. Our focus was children evangelism. And right now, we have to walk away from that and really serve those families who had to escape. Our Tomorrow Club leaders in the West trying to meet the needs of those families. It's a good opportunity to show Christ to them in this time of trial. Pretty unlikely that you can visit Ukraine to help those brothers and sisters, but there are hands and feet on the ground. The Tomorrow Club leaders helping out brothers and sisters in need in Ukraine. To learn more about how you can help and support the Tomorrow Clubs, who we hope will quickly return to children evangelism. Learn more at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. I could spend the next 60 seconds telling you things like Wretched Radio airs on over 820 Christian radio stations, or Wretched TV appears on 125 Christian TV stations. I could tell you that the Wretched Radio podcast has had nearly 5 million downloads in the last year, or the Wretched YouTube channel has had nearly 125 million all-time views. But I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for your continued support that has helped us reach millions of people all all over the world with the gospel. Wretched Radio and TV, Road Trip to Truth, and our newest production, Transformed, are all possible because of the support of our gospel partners. If you're not a gospel partner, would you please prayerfully consider becoming one? We rely on your kindness and your generosity and your ongoing prayers. Visit wretched.org slash donate to get all of the details. That's wretched.org slash donate, or you can text the word wretched to the number 44321. Let's visit a preborn life center in action. Look at that baby. Abortion pill reversal actually works. That's a beating heart. Look how strong it is. Tell me. That doesn't encourage you to consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched. $28 purchases a free ultrasound for a mommy who will choose life. It is indeed about saving babies' lives via $28 ultrasounds, but it is also sharing the gospel so that moms and dads get saved. Would you please consider supporting preborn centers with as many free ultrasounds as you can? $28 for an ultrasound, 80% of the time saves a life. Learn more at preborn.org slash wretched. Know your church fathers. Clement of Rome lived from AD 30 to 100, was a student of the Apostle Peter, and served as the Bishop of Rome. He wrote a letter to the troubled church in Corinth, warning against envy and immorality emphasizing humility and repentance. His letter continued to be read during worship services for 80 years. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. It tastes good, but not as good. This is Wretched Radio. I don't know what it is about Diet Mountain Dew. When I drink it on a road trip, when I have to drive someplace, and and by the way, um, if you could be praying for me, I have to do something. Really, really hard tomorrow, and I'm just going to have to gird my loins and play the man because 
I have to spend the day in Augusta at the Masters Golf Tournament. Oh. It's going to be so hard <laughs> to do that. <laughs> and every golfer suddenly hates me, perhaps even more. <laughs> that is just unbelievable. No, I I received the ticket, uh, the, the kindness of a friend, and I absolutely am gassed to go. I can't wait. Now, I will admit, if you can cheer a root for people, I'm sort of hoping that a particular golfer who's related to, I don't know, say the feline animal kingdom, doesn't make the cut. Oh, now, come on. I just, you know what? The only thing about Tiger, it's like, congrats, well done. I, I don't think that he's been a great example to young golfers and to young men. But besides that, he they, that just all, that's all they do is focus on the tiger man, just the yeah. tiger, the tiger, the tiger. And it's like if I were one of the other guys, I'd be like, hey, you know, I practice too. I've won some tournaments over here. And besides, I just think that just that one notedness. It's like, okay, I got it. He's great, the greatest of all. Fine. Can we please show the rest of the field now? So be praying for my long day at Masters. And as for the Diet Mountain Dew, when I drive, it's delicious. I don't know what it is. Mrs. Freel and I, when we drive someplace, we always stop and get a Diet Mountain Dew. It's kind of like our thing. Okay, sometimes some red licorice, too. If we stop at a QT as opposed to a racetrack, because QT has cherry licorice and not mm. strawberry. Freel, we <laughs> couldn't be less interested in this moment. But it tastes delicious out there. In here, it's like, yeah, it's okay. What is that? I don't know. Road trip phenomenon? Uh, maybe. Hey, maybe. Speaking of road trip. <laughs> to truth? <laughs> we're working on season three of Road Trip to Truth. Very excited. And we're starting to produce season four. It's in planning stages. I think we're going to tackle more of the issues du jour. But I think for season five, thinking just emotions. How to, how to, to, to help young people sift through their emotions biblically and see how the Bible applies to it. So basically, it would be like transformed, but aimed at a youth group demo. Very excited about that. And I think season six, because we are planning that far out, I think we are going to do 13 episodes on Road Trip to Truth on, ready for this, theology. That's right. A Christian TV show that actually has theology. That will help students under, we basically want to help systematize their theology, how to put together a Christian worldview based on all of the ologies, bibliology, soteriology, etc. So can't wait for that. We are in the, in the throes of getting season three ready for the fall. If you've never checked into Road Trip to Truth for your youth group, you really, really should. You can find it at wretched.org. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org. Okay, this one comes from Laura. She says, Todd, I have grown up in a Christian family my entire life and just learned that not everyone desires a funeral after death. Some people do celebrations of life. Are celebrations of life biblical? Is attending one equivalent to attending a gay wedding? Should Christians have any part in them? <sighs> There's so many variances on that. I would prefer a celebration of life. As opposed to a funeral? Yeah, I mean. But the word funeral has fun in it. Oh, that's well, <laughs> there, you got an answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to help, brother. You'd, you'd prefer a celebration of life as opposed to everybody crying? Yeah, you know, because I know where I'm going. 
Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I want people to celebrate that. I think you're lying. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Come on. Be on. Let's be on. Let's just say it doesn't work this way, but let's just say you die. You're hovering over the funeral home or at the at the VHW or was it VHW? Is that what? Yeah. V, v, Veterans of Foreign. That's VFW. BF, BFW. That's the one I'm right. looking for. <laughs> and everybody's in there going, ho, pass the diamond new, baby. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, I died here. Come on. You want people to be a little sad. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. And, and I will actually, as long as we're tussling this out, you prefer a celebration of life. I would try to make the case for something that is a funeral. For a couple of reasons. One is a celebration of life can be, doesn't have to be, but can be more about person-centered. And I think a religious service especially should be focusing on Jesus. And a funeral does that. Furthermore, the gospel can be clearly proclaimed in a funeral. And the Proverbs teach us that it is better to spend a day in the house of mourning than than in the house of celebration. Now, it doesn't mean... I wouldn't make a law. Do your celebration of life. That's up to you. But I, it, we learn something when we go to a funeral and we think about eternal things and we realize how much of life is just a vapor. We're here today and we are gone tomorrow. It's good for people. So I think for all of those reasons, I'm going to go with a funeral and try as best as possible. See, I... I kind of teeter in the in the opposite direction. I think going too far, Jimmy. Okay. Where I, per, if I had my druthers, don't even like if you're going to mention my name. All right, we're here because Todd is dead, but because Jesus saved this soul, which is with him in heaven, and we focus on Jesus as opposed to me because that's what I think a religious service should do. But if you want to go ahead. We're gonna, and be a pagan and do your celebration of life thing. Knock yourself out. We're going to have to separate over this. <laughs> <laughs> this too. Yeah. Wouldn't make it a law where there is no law. Same thing with cremation versus burial. I am definitely lean toward burial being the more biblical model, but because we don't have an explicit verse that says you've got to be six feet under, can't make it a law. So if you choose to get cremated, that's fine. You'll just be besmirching the picture that the christian should portray of the hope of the resurrection but go ahead get cremated if you'd like i I don't think it's a sin but i do think we have pointers in the bible toward burial and you know what just so you know it's not that i hate the idea of being incinerated i really i don't hate that at all because i remember when i was a kid i've god has taken me a long way in this the 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 cemetery that was that we would regularly see near our home in St. Paul, Minnesota. I remember driving by in the winter going, it is going to be so cold down there. (laughs) It's good. Yikes, it's a frozen tundra. It doesn't thaw out till July and then just for a few days and you're back into the icebox. And I hated the idea. So now it's like, no, I'm leaning more toward that because I just think that it's a more accurate representation of what we see in the Bible. Everybody gets buried. The pagans get they, they, they get cremated. But there is no law when we don't have a law. Please send emails to idea at wretched.org. All right, from Ryan, he says, Todd, what does it look like to love a wife that you're separated from? Oh. oh. Sorry about that. If, if 
this separation is something that you want to stop, which I trust you do. My my take on it is recognizing how hard this would be. I, I, I think that I would set my mind toward wooing and winning as if I, I weren't married to her but wanted to be married to her. I would do all of the things that men can do to demonstrate I care for you, I love you, so I would make as many of those gestures as you can possibly afford. Furthermore, I would communicate lovingly your feelings about her, what your desires are with her, how you believe you can work things out. Now, obviously, it's going to depend on if the spouse is a Christian or not a Christian, but I still think that you can try to win them back, even if they're not a Christian, by just being as loving as you can possibly be. And then pray that the Lord will reconcile you. And speaking of that, I've been receiving a lot of really good emails from people commenting on the conversation we had last week, earlier this week, sometime recently, where we talked about why young men aren't getting married. And a lot of people have been responding, including women sharing their thoughts on it. And one of those thoughts, interestingly, was um, because they see so much abuse and bad male behavior, it kind of like causes them to be a little concerned that they're going to be marrying something like that. That's pretty fascinating, if you don't mind me saying so. It's just a, it's just another indicator of the challenges of marriage these days, but perhaps a word of encouragement if you're one who is wanting a spouse. That's what I've been hearing. I want one. I really want one. What can I go? What can I do? I want to get married. Trust the Lord. Just become as godly as you can. That's your mission right now. You are single. You've got more time to serve in the church. It is perfectly fine to pursue a spouse. It is. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't grow discouraged. You don't have the gift of singleness, meaning that that God wants you to stay single. Now, if you never get married, you got the gift of singleness. But trust him. He, He can find you a spouse. Believe me, he's that omnipotent. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Let's talk about illegal immigration for a few moments, shall we? Earlier this week, the White House confirmed that illegal immigrants are now going to be provided cell phones so they can be tracked. That's the official reason being given anyway. And I'm not sure who else is buying this nonsense, but these smartphones are nicer than the ones I own. And they're just going to be handed out to people who have no desire to follow the laws of America, though they want to live here. And we're all just expected to pay for it. Look, I do not have any problem whatsoever with anyone coming to America, as long as they take the legal steps in order to do so. Why is that such a bad thing to ask of people? And more on the illegal immigration front, some lawmakers are proposing what sounds kind of like what defund the police sounded like, only this is to defund the Border Patrol. Veronica Escobar, she's a representative from Texas, and you don't have to guess too hard which party she stands with. She says her proposal will civilianize Border Patrol. Basically, what she's proposing is to remove the policing aspect from the Border Patrol and replace it with social workers. And she says the White House is very open to her ideas. 
Well, of course they are, because they're about to repeal Title 42, which will release an untold amount of illegal immigrants into this country. Again, I have zero issues with immigrants coming into America, as long as they follow the legal steps to do so. And I know some people say the immigration laws in this country are unjust and unfair. Are they? I don't know. Maybe. But as a Christian, the Bible doesn't give us permission to break the laws we don't like and follow the ones that we agree with. Just follow the law. And if we haven't beaten the dead horse just yet, let's stay with the topic of immigration. Texas Governor Greg Abbott made the announcement this week that when Title 42 is lifted in a few weeks, he is ordering state troopers in Texas to stop and offer illegal immigrants a ride on a charter bus directly to Washington, D.C. Abbott said, quote, We are taking them to the U.S. Capitol, where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people they are allowing to come across our border. Sounds like a reasonable idea to me. Okay, so I know this news is a couple of weeks dated, but it bears repeating in case you may have missed it. John MacArthur announced at the Shepherds Conference that Grace Community Church will be starting two new elementary schools to give parents a safe and biblical alternative to public school. He described the schools as sort of a hybrid model. Students will spend half of the time in class and half will be done at home. Now, there's definitely a need for more biblically sound alternatives all over the country. Let's all pray that this is the catalyst that starts that boom. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important dates in Christian history. 732 AD. At the Battle of Tours, Charles Martel turns back the Muslim invasion of Europe. As Islam decimated the church in North Africa and the Middle East, Europe became the new center of Christianity. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Emails, kindly send your emails with questions, comments, conundrums, or snarks to idea at wretched.org. This one comes from Nathan, who says, Mr. 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 Sir Friel, I live with drug dealers surrounding three sides of my home, so there's always a ton of traffic by vehicle and on foot. I bet there is. It's obviously a great place to share the gospel. So how would you go about sharing the good news with folks strung out on meth? (laughs) Well, I'm not sure that it's really a great idea to witness with people who are strung out on meth. There could be a component of casting pearls before swine. There could also be the issue of they're just they're not going to get it. Now, we recognize God can cut through any fog and get there. But just consider where you're utilizing your energies and your efforts. Is that the the best place to do that? And the issue of safety certainly has to be brought into view. Clearly, you are like Kenny Loggins in the danger zone. Be careful. Consider long and hard what the risks are. It doesn't mean that Christians never do anything risky, but they should be calculated. They should be smart. And if you put yourself into a situation where it is could very possibly end up with you getting hurt, especially if you're a father and a husband, I would suggest you go find some unbelievers who are perhaps sober in another location. And maybe, just maybe, you'll bump into one of those people when they don't have a needle in their arm and you can share the gospel with them. That's that's my take on it. I think you just need to be smart and wise. I think men, especially young men, are still inclined to do risky things 
And as soon as you get married, that just got to stop. What? What? You? Know, sorry, I just. I rem. I rem. This goes. Wow. I'm having a flashback inside of my flashback. This has to be 30 years ago. <laughs> I was doing morning sidekick stuff at the Top 40 station in Minneapolis, and I would, I would do the man-on-the-street stuff. I was Jesse Waters, basically. And they would have me doing stuff, whatever. And one I remember it was just the most insane things, like window washing on the side of a building that's really tall. I did it. Just yeah, put the hard yeah, fine. I'll what do I do? Kind of bounce and pull the thing. Okay, sounds good. Let's go wash some windows while I'm on the radio doing that. Didn't bother me a bit. Second I got married, bye-bye, window washing escapades. Bye-bye, sky jumping, skydiving with all due respect to Tim McGraw. I think those things, for the sake of your family, maybe put them behind you and please send emails to idea at wretched.org but jimmy before you jump in again on a scale of one to ten how karen was that response <laughs> and i don't mean c-a-r-i-n apostrophe right yeah no i think uh i don't think so that we should put dangerous things behind us yeah, yeah no I, I know i agree with you i don't think that was a karen response at all i think that was a wise response well thank you yeah <laughs> never heard you say that before yeah here you have your moments. Did we record this? Because I'd like to play this back and just loop it, if you don't mind. <laughs> Please send emails. Idea at wretched.org. This one comes from Kay, who says, Todd, is it a sin to lie to someone in order to surprise them, like birthdays or a proposal? I understand that question. And I, 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 I truly do. But I think lying has a component that's baked into it that a surprise party doesn't. It's, it's a desire to intentionally deceive for the sake of self-profit. That's, that's why we lie. We want to protect ourselves. We want to get something. So we lie about it. We intentionally deceive somebody in order to be more successful in some way. I don't think, uh, what are we doing tonight for dinner? Uh, I, you know, I don't know, dear. Just don't look behind that door right over there. I don't, I don't, I don't think that it has that component. So I don't think it's lying. I think this is a, maybe a cousin to the age-old question, well, what about if the Nazis are at the door and they ask, are there Jewish people in the attic? I think it is an unjust question, and I think that knowing that they intend harm to those people, you're not lying by saying, nope, maybe check next door. We're good here. Because it's an unjust question. I think that's what we see with the midwives in Egypt. I think that's what we see with Rahab. And so related to that, when it comes to a surprise party or you want to plan a surprise vacation or whatever it is, I don't think that you're intending to deceive so that you can look spanky. So I think it's okay. I but I know where that question comes from, and it's it it raises an interesting ponderance. Because I remember some of those things that were really uh, when I was a younger believer would really cause me to think long, and it's like yikes, and get caught up in I don't want to be sinning by lying because of a surprise party. But I I think that maybe at the time I was just a little bit too scrupulous. 
and 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 with some age, I think you start to see some of these things. It's like, yeah, I understand where that comes from, but no, I don't think that's what's going on there. So you got to watch, though, that something you used to think is a sin isn't a sin now. You got to really make sure it isn't so that you aren't using the banner of spiritual maturity to sin. So finding that zone, that that's one. It's it, it's biblical that you that you do indeed mature and grow. I think that's something that we see in 1 Corinthians 8 through 10, Romans 14, issues of the conscience, you become more mature, you, you start to understand things a little bit better, but we got to be careful that we don't fall into this current trend and it is a trend that the spiritually mature can handle things. What we watch, what we say, what we drink, what we smoke, how many pictures of it we put on the internet. It's okay, though. We're mature believers, and if you can't keep up with this, it's because you're immature. (laughs) Sorry. We never use liberty for boasting, for bragging, for putting it out there to show how we're just celebrating our liberty. Liberty is something that needs to be done mostly privately, And incidentally, you can actually appreciate your liberty more by sometimes not exercising it for the sake of others. Please send questions, comments, conundrums, or snarks to idea at wretched.org. Okay, this one comes from Jimmy, who says, yo, hey, Mr. Tide. So it is you. Uh, No, it wasn't. No relation. Okay. Uh, He said he was just wondering if living for, I know this is going to sound like me, but it's not. He was wondering if living for the weekend is good or bad. Because I really think I'm metaphorically doing that. <laughs> I think if it had been from you, it'd be like, so uh, how can I leave early for the weekend? <laughs> that would be close. Then I would know that you're up to shenanigans. <laughs> I, I don't think that working for the weekend, with all due respect to Loverboy, everybody's working. For- was that Loverboy, I think? Was that like, uh, what, yeah, what's his face? Snapgun or whatever their name was. <laughs> everybody needs a second. And the hump day thing, I, I, I don't think it's the. It's not a sin. I get it. There can be some weeks where it's like, oh, I'm glad it's the weekend. I could use a little break. I get that. But the attitude of Christian toward work shouldn't be, I'm just slugging through this thing. It's so tedious. It's so backbreaking. I just want to get to the weekend. I don't think that it has the right perspective of work, the sentiment that's behind that. Work is a good thing. And even when you are doing something that does it, let's just say it is mundane. It isn't glamorous. If you're doing it for the Lord, it has eternal value. And that is what will adjust your perspective. And if, by the way, you are in a position where you are just you just long for the weekend, I think you should first work on your understanding of the work. You are you are rendering labor to the Lord, not to the people that you work for. Yeah, you're you're helping them. Yes, we get that. But ultimately, you are doing it under the Lord. I would start with that adjustment, recognizing, and if you have the opportunity to find a job that fills and satisfies your heart's desire, it ain't a sin to go pursuing that. You most certainly can look for a job that makes you happier. If God gives it to you, then he wants you there. And if he doesn't, then he wants you doing the mundane thing, but he wants you to do it in a way that is pleasing to him because of your attitude. And I just don't think working for the weekend is exactly the consistent attitude that a Christian should have. I'm thinking it wasn't the police that did the everybody's working, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, You've got a computer man. (laughs) 
That's what you're supposed to do. You know, can I tell you, and, I, and I'll try to avoid this too. If you and I are ever together, and we're talking about everybody's working for the weekend. Oh, who's saying that? Hold on. I'll look for you. Don't do that. Okay, just don't. Do- <laughs> we don't care that much. And I, I just find it. And I've, I've done it. But I just find it a little agitating. Like, okay, right here. Right here. Look in my eyes. Look. You don't need to run to the. You know what happened to me the other night, Jimmy? I actually left my cell phone at work. You did. I did. And you know how I felt that night being separated from my electronic device? Fantastic. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was lover boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so you did the very thing I just asked you not to do. But you told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Social distraction. I'm telling you, the pull. And when I see people driving and they've got their look, I know what you're doing. I know why you're swerving. Sure enough, because I pull up next to you to look over and yep, your eyes are darting down back and forth. Don't do that. Instead, send emails to idea at wretched.org. This is Wretched Radio. Thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. We are certainly grateful for your time. So here's a crazy scenario. Did you know that there is a way for you to know all of the latest happenings at Wretched? When you can't even keep up with all that's happening in your own life, you can keep up with everything happening at Wretched. See, told you it was a crazy scenario. But you can keep up with all of these things by signing up to receive the monthly Wretched newsletter. Each month, Wretched sends out a newsletter covering tough theological issues Christians are facing today, and you're also going to get the updates about what's new and upcoming at Wretched. Makes you kind of wish somebody would send you a newsletter about what's going on in your own life. Well, we can't do that, but we can certainly let you know what's happening in ours. Plus, we give away resources every single day to one of our newsletter recipients. So go get signed up for the Wretched newsletter now at wretched.org slash newsletter. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Confession, normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844 Bible. We've been telling you for well over a year that our newest production, Transformed, would be coming soon. We can finally say that Season 1 of Transformed is available now at Wretched.org and will also be airing on Christian TV networks all over the country. Transformed is like nothing else on Christian TV. You'll have the opportunity to be a fly on the wall and witness real biblical counseling sessions with real people that struggle with OCD, substance abuse, grief, self-harm, anxiety, pain, lack of assurance, 
parents, and more. You'll be shocked and encouraged at not only the Bible's ability to pinpoint a believer's struggle, but also offer powerful solutions. Not years of weekly visits or the band-aid of medication, but real biblical solutions. With the help of Dr. Greg Gifford and Dr. Dale Johnson, you will witness people go from brokenness to wholeness. Transformed like nothing else on Christian TV. And available now at Wretched.org. And don't forget the study guide. That's Wretched.org. Books of the Bible. The Book of Proverbs is a collection of memorable sayings meant to encourage wisdom for godly living. Each proverb is to be understood on its own, and then in light of the rest of the book, and finally the whole Bible. When you desire wisdom, look to the Book of Proverbs, which reminds us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. We've created a monster, and the monster is you. This is Wretched Radio. Thank you very much for leaving a voicemail with your church signs. Because that is pretty much all you've been leaving at one 282 beep Jimmy, not a, not a whole lot of questions, comments, conundrums, <laughs> or snarks. Just a whole lot of really agitating church signs. one 282 Church sign belongs before you believe. What? How desperate does that sound? Hey, you! we don't care about your status. We want you to be a member here. We want you to belong here. I can't imagine any other organization stooping so low <laughs> to try to get people. They wouldn't, they wouldn't stand for it. Uh, the, 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 the Masons, even that blood, bloody organization with their blood oaths, yeeks, scary stuff. They wouldn't say... Become a Shriner, but you don't have to wear the red cap. Or you'd be, you know what? Be a member of the country club. You just don't have, you don't have to fill out an application or give us money. Nobody would do that. But the church, 1877 to it. Speaking of belonging, though, I do appreciate that the church, at least perhaps, is recognizing people's desire to belong. And a lot of people, they will gravitate toward church because they maybe grew up in it, it's familiar and comfortable, but that isn't what makes church so sweet. What makes church so profoundly amazing isn't just that we have some interests in common, that we're simpatico when it comes to, the, the it's, a, it's a tennis league, so tennis is our thing. Okay, what is our thing at church? It should be Jesus is our thing. And if somebody doesn't believe in Jesus, they aren't going to find the profound fellowship that only the church offers because it goes deeper than any other club or institution. We are doing life together. We are sinning together. We're forgiving together. We're repenting together. We're growing together. We're helping one another. We're loving one another. We're serving one another. And all of those things can only take place if somebody is a believer. That is why church isn't just, well, you know, you can hang out for as long as you want to. Well, of course, we let people hang out, but they will never experience the profound nature of church membership unless they're saved. one 282 Church sign, evil is live 
spelled backwards. Oh, it is. Wow. You learn something every week. What does that mean, actually? What (laughs) evil is live spelled back? So we're supposed to live evilly? What exactly are we saying here? This (laughs) This sort of reminds me. Can I just tell you, I'm embarrassed and ashamed. Was I actually watched because <laughs> I was just, I was so staggered that we weren't kidding. Jimmy, do you recall earlier this week, we did ourselves a little um, elevated worship medley? <laughs> I, I, I do. Where we're roaring yeah. at one another. Have you seen the actual video where they roar at each other on the I, stage? I, no, I didn't. Oh, dude, you got to go look at it. It's called Lion. <laughs> And grown men are yelling at each other. Let the lion of uh, hail the lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. <laughs> Tony the tiger is the worship leader. And I'm watching the kids in the crowd and they're shouting. And it's what does that even mean? Let the lion roar. I mean, let the lion. I, I, I can't even articulate what that could possibly... I think I've got a sense of sort of what they mean. It's like, okay, Jesus is the Lion of Judah. Watch out, because he can roar. But that's not what they're saying. It's just bad. And so are messages like, evil is light, lives spelled backwards. What does that mean? Church sign, Jesus paid the price. You get to keep the change. <laughs> 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 I think it's the accent that made it, dude. I think the southern accent is what really caused that one to be especially rich. Church sign, Jesus paid the price. You get to keep the change. In <laughs> <laughs> the snide laugh. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I guess that could be theologically accurate. I just don't know that it needs to be stated or it's all that helpful. Don't give up church for less. <laughs> Do you know how much that scared me when I heard it? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> don't give up church for Lent, but don't forget, if you're that United Unitarian Church in Illinois, make sure you give up whiteness for Lent. Oh, <laughs> man, Scylla. <laughs> Hoofda. Bad church signs. Don't worry. I'm on duty 24-7, 365. Yeah, just God's longing and waiting for you. Yeah. Can we do better? That that sentiment is true, but it's it's so trivial sounding. It's sort of like contemporary worship. Okay, it's not exactly wrong, but yes, God is willing to hear. Cast all of your cares upon him because he cares for you. That we pray with unceasing, relentless seeking and knocking and asking because God does hear the prayers of his children. That's that's like what's behind that, but it makes it just seem so, God is just, just whenever you need him, he's 911. Um, no, no, he's not. Church sign. Be a organ donor. Give your heart to Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I was actually, this is what I was hoping because I happen to love church organs. Maybe they were going to say, give your organ because ours is broken. That I would, 
Okay, you can use it as a Craigslist sort of sign. But apparently that wasn't the intention there. Become an organ donor. Give Again, trivializing it. Now, I, I don't want to suggest that it was a book about leading a purpose-driven life, but that was exactly the type of message that was presented in that book. You want purpose? And there was nothing about sin, righteousness, judgment, nothing at all. And then page 42, if I'm not mistaken, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, say this short prayer, Jesus, I believe in you and I receive you. Congratulations. You are now a member of the kingdom of God. Um, That's just not even warm to being a full-throated gospel presentation, especially when you tell somebody, if you just said that bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, you're good to go. Can we do better? Can we? Can we talk higher? Can we treat the object of our faith with a reverence and awe? It's so lacking from so many churches, and it is so needed in our culture. I, t- I, I just I cannot believe that that people are now, especially post-COVID. Are we post-COVID? Are, are we supposed to be wearing the mask thing again? There, there's another strain. Okay, of course. What happens when the Greek alphabet is exhausted? Will we keep getting with it? At any rate, we. <laughs> what letter are we on now? By the way, it's a. I don't know if it's a if it's a strain, new strain, or a new iPhone, but it's called Omicron XE. Oh, good. So people post COVID, they're 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 looking. They're they're realizing, yikes, life is a little bit treacherous, scary. I've been alone. Do we really think that they're going to want this casual God? I don't, I just don't believe it. This really relatable God, dude. No, he's not a dude. He's the creator of the universe. And you can know him because of the work of his beloved son, the God-man Jesus Christ, who will forgive your sins, grant you everlasting life, adopt you into his family. He will make you an heir to the throne. I mean, you get to co-reign with Jesus. What? Not on an equal level, but that's what is offered to those who repent and put their trust in Jesus Christ. Run to Jesus. Bow to King Jesus. You will do it now, or you will do it when you die. I promise you, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you will bend the knee to him. Now, he might Psalm 2, have to use an iron rod to get you there. You're not going to love him. You're not going to adore him. And you will be doomed forever. But this day, he offers you reconciliation and terms of peace. Take them while there is time, while you have breath, before God calls your number or hardens your heart before you even die. This is the day of grace. Take it. Repent and put your trust in Jesus Christ. We need to be speaking the gospel bigger, more forcefully. A grand God, an amazing God, an unfathomable God, as opposed to just presenting the gospel as, well, give your heart to Jesus and you can be an organ donor. Oof. Church sign. Be a organ donor. Give your heart to Jesus. Hmm. I really don't think the world is interested in that God. Until tomorrow, 
Thanks for driving up my blood pressure. It is a little low. Go serve your king. <laughs>